So, Joe, I want you to sort of take on the hat of President Roosevelt, if you don't mind, and go through. You know, there are some things in your history that people are questioning. We'll get to that in a moment. But I, w I would like to know, just because you are so immersed in his persona, if you will, what do you think he would say if he were alive today to the fact that New York is going to remove his statue? I'd say in great part uh, he would uh, chastise us from the bully pulpit <laughs> that we pay attention to a lot of things that in the long run aren't as important as the education of our children, the lifting up of the American people by each of us doing the work in front of us and the duty that we're called to do. Uh, with all deference to the fourth estate and the important work you especially do, the 24-hour news cycle and the the setting out that everything is in crisis and everything has uh, got its pro and its con. There's a great deal about Theodore Roosevelt that we can agree on and where we uh, uh, agree to disagree is still a point of conversation where we can treat each other with, with respect and, and move forward as, as an American people. So you, you did give a little bit of history on that statue, but my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that the, the, the premise of it was, hey, here's a Native American and a black American sort of guiding is what the, the artist said from what I read, uh, President Roosevelt. What's your interpretation and what do you know more about it and on what the, the, the real message, I mean, I, I can't, it's hard for me to believe, and if, if it is, then, then tell me, but it's hard for me to believe that that statue was put there for racial subjugation or for any sort of racist undertones. I don't find that uh, a, a white man's burden or racial superiority be a, a theme at all in Fraser's work. I understand how others viewing art could come to a conclusion or an interpretation. That's the wonderful thing about art. Everyone sees it differently. What I see and what I read from what James Earl Frazier, the artist wrote, is that he was representing the nobility of each of those native peoples that represented the North American continent and the African continent where Theodore Roosevelt hunted with men uh, uh, from uh, those communities. One of his great hunting friends and partners was Quanah Parker uh, of the uh, Comanche, who was amongst six Indian chiefs who rode in Teddy's 1905 inaugural parade. Uh, here in the United States of America, Holt Collier was the most prolific bear hunting guide in the Delta of the Mississippi. And that was the man with whom Theodore Roosevelt hunted alone and learned a great deal in what became famous as the teddy bear hunt in Onward, so, Mississippi. Joe, if you're going to talk about interpretations, and Zach, if you don't mind bringing the video back up for just a moment, please. I mean, I think one interpretation that people could say, especially if you understand the history of Native Americans, you could say, hey, look, they had to put the white guy on the horse because he was too weak and couldn't manage the frontiers without one, right? So, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? So if they would have taken the horse out, is then everything fair and good? Or what, what say you? If you read Theodore Roosevelt and what he wrote, and that's why we do something here called Teddy Talks, where not just my entertaining caricature and interpretation of Theodore Roosevelt, but what he actually wrote and said. He wrote of uh, how thrilled he was to hunt with the, the noble races of the Maasai warriors in Kenya. Uh, he wrote of uh, the nobility of uh, many of the Plains Indians. Uh, he also uh, was a man who came short and made mistakes. But on racial equality, he brought Booker T. Washington to the White House as a dinner guest. Uh, he told the people of uh, Mineola, uh, um, uh, Mississippi, you can go to Greenville to get your mail if you hey, want to accept Joe, uh, uh, the black postmistress. Joe, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, sir, but, I, but you have a great story about what happened after that Booker T. Washington dinner at the White House. I mean, T.R. took a lot of heat for that. Please uh, 
inform our audience? Well, it's a, a very uh, difficult thing in that throughout the South, senators, congressional leadership, uh, uh, organizations, newspapers, lambasted Theodore Roosevelt for having Booker T. Washington, the uh, president of Tuskegee University, stay after a day of work as his dinner guest and have a meal with his family. Uh, it violated Southern mores of the time. But Theodore Roosevelt himself said that he didn't judge people on race, color, creed, or religion. You judge someone by their actions. By that, you'll know their character. So uh, He was a member of the Board of Trustees at Tuskegee and spoke at Booker T. Washington's memorial. So with that being said, and I do want to get to some other more North Dakota roots, but there was a piece, Josh Hawley, Senator Josh Hawley's got a book out. There was a piece in the New York Times speaking about TR's beliefs in sterilization, eugenics, and doing that in large part to create a more homogenous race. Is there any veracity to that? And if so, what say you? It's uh, unfortunately so very easy to take a small thread of something that somebody has written or the fact that Theodore Roosevelt was in correspondence with so many of the uh, leading thinkers and scientists of his day and in areas of social science and zoology and mammalogy of uh, the big influence of uh, uh, Darwin and uh, Darwinian uh, uh, philosophy and the sciences, you did have people who were uh, comparing races and, and racial abilities. Theodore Roosevelt himself found that uh, uh, there was a responsibility to help bring things as we knew them, like civilization, the rule of law, the respect for the rights of others, the freedom of religion. You go on to uh, Cousin Franklin speaking of the four freedoms. Those are the kinds of things that Theodore Roosevelt advocated. And certainly in every uh, record uh, of every human life, uh, there's perhaps some frailty, some falling short. All right. I think that any author that promotes uh, a theory, a hypothesis so far-fetched from the Theodore Roosevelt that we know historically and accurately, I think it'll speak for itself. Joe, 60 seconds left. Just your take on what's happening right now in America from a standpoint of you got the Theodore Roosevelt National Park, a potential Theodore Roosevelt Presidential Library in North Dakota. I mean, are, are those next on the on the list here for people to go after? What say you? Uh, Chris Berg, I'm coming to you from Medora, North Dakota. It's a special place, but it's not a wholly unique place. I've traveled these 50 states. We are a God-loving uh, and a patriotic people, and we very often, uh, the most important thing we can do is be in the arena. And when we're in the arena, we're going to find out that we've got a lot of neighbors and friends and family that don't think exactly like we do. Our responsibility is to get through these points of controversy, points where we disagree. But I can tell you here in Medora, we're going to fly the flag, we're going to sing the national anthem, we're going to pray to our creator and give thanks for what's given us. We're going to celebrate the life and legacy of Theodore Roosevelt. And if I can tell you what the buzz is here in Medora and throughout North Dakota, if they don't want James Earl Frazier's statue in New York <laughs> City, we'll take it right here in Medora. I've had a lot of people say that on, on Facebook. Bully, bully, let's hear your bully. <laughs> bully. And go to Medora.com because I want you to come see my Teddy Roosevelt show and I'll answer the questions of any audience member from anywhere in the country on these and other issues. Joe, great stuff. And yes, please go to Medora. Joe puts on a phenomenal show and he will spend hours with you. And he knows so much. It is a, as you can tell tonight, a fascinating conversation. Joe Wiegand, otherwise known as the 26th President of the United States, Teddy Roosevelt. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. A real pleasure, Chris. All the best to you and your viewers. Thank you very much. All right, I want to invite, remind you and invite you to become part of the Fighting for the Truth email club. Very easy to do. You can just go to our website, povnow.tv. Put your email address in there. 
and you will become part of our club that is fighting for the truth. We'd love to know your point of view on this whole statute removal, what you heard there from Joe about uh, Teddy Roosevelt himself and his point of view on all this. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We got your points of view coming up right after this.